Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rich Angeles, California. Where we're always echándole ganas. Cool. And uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk about that Rona. That Rona. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so to start off, I guess we wanted to kind of give some info and kind of like a rough sketch as to like what exactly has happened um, since the shelter in place um, and kind of give a what would you say just like a background or a summary of like yeah our just days. like how shelter in place looked for us in the bay area um richmond how that happened i mean rich angeles rich. <laughs> yeah so we closed i think the lat like no i think mid-march we closed mid mid-march and um it was crazy because it came out of nowhere and they just told us we had to have packets ready for the kids and it was such a bad day to close because like we're trying to get packets out and you know instead of like first of all i don't know when i'm gonna see my kids again and instead of like you know having that time to like interact with them i'm like juggling a hundred things and like i just have them watch a movie because i need to make sure everything gets out and they get all the information to get online and things like that um so it was just like a mess and like the printers were all booked right the what printers you said oh yeah all the printers were like getting used like you know the copy machine was just like crazy it was just like you know printing for every single teacher in in the school so it was just a crazy day um it was like yeah we closed on i feel like it was like a friday yeah we just we closed and that was it that was that was the last time i saw my kids in person it's pretty sad Um, did you were you working when i was already working from home no we we no no so (coughs) it was friday and i was like I was sitting, yeah. So I was sitting already. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna close." Like it was so last minute. It was like ten o'clock when we found out. So, um, but Arnie still was just like, "Oh, that's that's crazy." I don't think you found out you were closing until like the week after. The no, the weekend in the weekend. No, no, we definitely found out the week, the same week. I think, I think I found out maybe midway through the week, and you found out right on that Friday. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think that's how right. that worked. Because you were in the city, so I think they might have been a little bit. Because sh- for Oakland, it was still like, no, we're still not sure. But then, like, we had the whole like um, boat dock here, so then they were like, no, and then, so it was just a lot for oh, that, Oakland. What was it Princess Cruise? Yeah, Something like that. My last two weeks were very, or like, it's like my last like time in the office was very similar. I work in a law office in uh, the city, and um, basically, like. We knew that the office was going to close halfway through the week. And we kind of start planning accordingly. I think no one really understands, like, what we're going to be needing. Because this is, this, I think this is the first for the office as well. Um, so working from home, getting all that software up to date, getting all that, you know, all the hardware as well. I think, like, our IT guy had to get a whole new, like, server up and running, like, really on like really short term notice um but i think our office was under the impression that we were just going to do this for a week and then have everyone else come back because at that point the shelter in place order hadn't been hadn't been like officially announced so people and businesses and like you know institutions was just doing this in support of the cause to stop the spread 
but then an actual just like shutdown shelter in place order was placed i think over that weekend right well it was it was different because like remember richmond schools were closing we went to the store and like I, we heard like people talking about richmond schools closing but i was still going to work yeah and then right. um then we finally closed like two days after richmond schools closed or the contra costa county um closed their schools and oakland closed so it was just yeah a lot of like even for the bay area it was like a lot of like oh which counties were closing which counties were starting to like you know take precautions yeah basically <clears throat> i think it was the second week of may that we did that and then we just haven't been back in the office since <sighs> yeah we um, haven't. so that's basically like the time or days the last hours before quarantine it was a pretty interesting ride i'm sure it was a mo- lot more of a panic for you marin than it was for me yeah the last day definitely because it wasn't just like dealing with packets but like the kids don't know what's going on and the parents are like freaking out as well even yeah even the parents are like you know freaking out or like oh they're very hopeful actually i talked to a lot of my parents they were like no like se va a pasar or like si dios quiera you know si dios quiere like yeah va a pasar esto but it was it was a lot just like it was nice hearing all their positive energy but it was just like it, it was just like a mess in terms of like packets and not having you know my students really be able to interact with them the last day as much as i wa- would have wanted to yeah i don't know how much your kids are gonna remember that it was apocalyptic no i'm sure it, it felt <laughs> it like was. it It felt like it <clears throat> i remember the bart ride that week was just extremely empty and like nobody wanted mm. to go on bart yeah it I, was crazy i remember i wanted to avoid VART because i think berkeley had just announced their like one of their first cases there yeah and if berkeley had it it's likely that they were a commuter yeah so they most likely took bart or something like that um yeah it's scary times mm-hmm. um but basically we've just been like working from home and staying home and sheltering in place since then yeah um yeah something else you want to add well i just i want to add, i mean this might make it this longer but just like yeah the fact that we were following up on it you know like it's not like it was like it was out of nowhere but it also wasn't like we knew that these cases were growing so it was a lot of that too like we were like being like kept we were being updated on like what was happening but it was also kind of like we didn't know when it got to this point you know yeah and i think that was a scarier thing too it was just like i think everyone was trying to play it down because everyone's was pretty much in denial about this whole thing as well um i remember looking on reddit and seeing like tables about how this is just like this is not going to be like <clears throat> you know the black plague or anything like that it's not going to be like any 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 sort of thing like that um, or this was probably going to be like a second Ebola kind of thing. Oh, um, like it'll just blow over? Yeah. And that's what I was expecting. I'll fully admit that I was downplaying this thing like up the ass, like so fucking much. Um, but look at me now, <laughs> laughing at home. <laughs> um, but yeah, so since then, we've just been sheltering in place, going out for the ideally the essential things, but also just trying to go out for like a walk because we, 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 we feel like we want to get out. It's very, it gets pretty claustrophobic just being indoors all the time. You kind of get into your own head as well. Uh, personally, I think the the anxiety and the, the stress of it all just kind of hits me in waves, personally. There are days where 
I kind of just, you know, I go through my stuff. I, you know, this has just kind of become our, like my new normal for a lot of, for all intents and purposes. Um, I don't really think I'm basically just waiting from word for word from the office as to when we're going to go back in, if we're going to go back in, but doing this has become somewhat of a, like a new normal thing. But there are days where I get into like thinking about what it's going to be like once we do go back into the office, going back to whatever normal is, it's going to be pretty hard, you know? Um, and it's going to be scary as to like what that normal will be. And just getting to thinking about that has really gotten me pretty, uh, stressed out sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know for me, it's, it's, it's been a lot of like, it's been a lot of like, I don't want to do anything, but also I, I don't know. It's this like contradiction of like, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, oh, like I don't want to get up or like, uh, like I don't want to like you know do small things around like the house but also it's like oh i should be doing more so which is something that I've, i feel like i've always dealt with but right now it feels more of like you know you you self like sabotage I, yeah you self-sabotage more or you just feel you self-criticize more because you're in quarantine you know it feels like it's more pressure of like you should be doing more um and you you know you see posts in on facebook everywhere kind of too like saying like oh you should like if you don't get out of this learning something new blah 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 like you know but you also have like i have so many friends posting like no this isn't the time to go above and beyond like this is new and that's okay and it's okay if you're not doing anything so that's been very like good to hear and good to know but for me yeah i think it's just been a lot of like oh i don't want to do anything i sometimes feel like i also have like I don't know i just wake up like in a like sad mood like in nothing it's not necessarily that like like i feel sad it's just i think i just you know just going back to the whole self-criticizing myself like oh, i don't do any i don't i haven't done enough and like um it's been a lot of just like dealing with new new emotions on like just like sadness i guess depression uh but also it's I don't know it's also affected me in ways that like I feel like have made me want to spend my time doing new things um learning new things specifically in the kitchen so it's been it it's had it's had its ups and downs what about yeah it's it's funny because you see two types of attitude coming out of the woodworks from this whole situation which you know you you listed which was like the oh the workaholic or the grindaholic you know where like rise and grind every day you have like you're not commuting and you're going to be doing this this and this every day so like you have more than enough time in the day to like do x y and z yeah. and while that is true you know like you are you're not commuting and you're not you know working in an office as well um Mm-hmm. You know, you should, in theory, <clears throat> be able to get a lot more done. But I think the stress of everything is also completely understandable. And if, like, you can only really get yourself up to, like, do the one thing, like, that's fine. I think the second attitude is, like, that you should not beat yourself up for what you're not able to do. 
because all this is extremely like everyone's thrown off the routine you know yeah um i also feel like you know the back to the workaholics like like yeah it might seem like easy stay home but like as we um as you know arnie already mentioned like our work working from home like is also different and that's also changing and it doesn't mean that we are like feel less pressured or feel less you know like committed to work like things like that sometimes will change depending on your line of work personally um but yeah i think that's been some of the ways it's affected and i guess like the last thing because you you brought up kind of a positive um because this is all such like a new thing for like everyone and it's got to mean to really reimagine how I can organize my time and how I can or- organize my energy to do different things. You know, prior to this, in, in a lot of ways, we're kind of stuck on that like nine to five model to like do your work. And that's how you bring like home money. And it's a cons- consistent way of bringing in money. But it's not the only way to do so. And I think this has got to me to think about like, how do you want to do this? Do you want to like could you possibly do something else on the weekends especially now that you're working from home there are different ways to do something like that or do something to the extent of like a project to project basis you know mm-hmm. it's like you know after you're done with your like regular job or your actual like you know technical official job you can move on to spending time on a project for a client that needs some sort of like design or some sort of like written project or something like that you know it's mm-hmm. gotta be it's gotten me in the mood to think about different ways that i could bring in money and kind of like supplement my finances if that makes sense mm-hmm. and i think that's somewhat of a positive you know um but yeah but aside from us being affected what really hurts a lot is that we're kind of like disconnected from our families we're both very like family or- oriented people we grew up with a lot of siblings our parents, you know, we try to keep in touch with them as well. Um, so we kind of want to like touch on how it's affected them and how we kind of cope with that ourselves. Yeah, I think, like I mentioned, there's different views on like, you know, you have different views of like workaholics, like essential employees, us working from home. It's, there's so many people that have like different experiences. And I think, we're kind of a perfect um, circle into that because it's like, yeah, me and Arnie can like, are working from home. We, we can still rely on our benefits. We can still rely on our salary. But back home, that looks so different. Like, you know, my parents are self-employed um, and they do like, they do catering events. So right now, none of that is possible. My parents like can't, expect like to be working anytime soon and how different their experience is how connected i still am to like people that are in these places but also how like privileged i know i am and i think for that it's like for my family it's been a lot of you know they don't have any job or they're not working but they're also or they've also like began to like i don't know take a break like you know my parents work so much like it's literally non-stop if this wouldn't have put a hold on them they're non-stop so it's also been like 
them taking the time to take a break i know it's probably not how they want it but for me it's like it's good that they're having a break like my parents are older you know like they can't like they work too much i feel like for their um age for their age so it's also <coughs> like it's been a chance to give them a break and spend more time at home with like um, my siblings my smaller siblings so it's been a lot of like negatives of course um if they need anything or if like they feel my parents have well this is like you know a i don't know an obstacle and kind of like they feel kind of hopeless i also do appreciate that they're taking this time off in some way and that might be coming like oh very like i don't know like very like how could you say that kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's also like it's a blessing in disguise kind of yeah like and, and i don't want to say say it like that because it's like you know you don't want to like destroy someone's like income just yeah. because you think they deserve a break you yeah. know or like but it's it's hard because feel like the way they work like they should see some type of break you know have some type of break Mm -hmm. as a compensation or like as a Mm -hmm. and even if it's like this like for me while they don't see it as blessing you know like i know that like i know that like i don't know i don't know i i've seen how hard your parents can work and i think the the time that they've spent just kind of like being is like pretty valuable even if they might not see it that way. But, I mean, even on top of that, to kind of... I guess we'll touch on this a little later, but this kind of, like, this whole situation really exacerbates what the lengths that poor people have to go, or low-income people, I don't want to say poor, but low-income people have to go to just, you know, make ends meet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, you're right. Like, it's just the fact that, like, you know, low-income, poor people, like, don't have time you know and that's the thing like i don't know i feel like yeah low-income poor people don't have time how can they spend that time when there's so many stressors going on you know so it's it's like it's like it's so hard to like even explain because it's like the reason i just i say my parents are like i'm glad that they have a break it's because like when i got my break from like work 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 it was like I got to discover new things. I had time to like, you know, really think about like where I came from, who I am or like what like trauma I have, you know, and like I would assume or I would like my parents to have that space to really during that break. You like know? think about themselves. Yeah. To really like like I said, with my parents, I think why well, I think that they can do that Um because i i you know yeah i don't think that they're like they don't have work right now but i also don't think they're like too stressed out i can't imagine like other people you know who don't have a safety net or anything like that yeah true spit my mom my parents sorry i guess um my mother works as a landlord she basically maintains a couple properties so for her I mean, <clears throat> I can't remember for the past couple of years that her having like any, any form of like 
you know office job where she needs to go into a certain place specifically she does have a booth at a flea market that she um runs as well to kind of supplement the income and she runs that as well um so that's probably like the actual business that's been that she can't physically go into but much of her work or income is going to be based on the fact that like you know her um what's the word i'm looking for i just had it here her tenants yes her tenants will not be able to pay yeah i don't know what they work in i don't i haven't really you know discussed that with them but that's basically going to be how she's uh affected i don't know how she's gonna come back from that i don't know if there's any government programs to aid with that considering that she's a landlord maybe that's where i come in to help out as well you know but basically for me my role for this i don't feel like too obligated to jump in and like throw in any money that I have just because I do I think that she might have something somewhat of a safety net set up uh, I can't imagine that she doesn't but I'm not too sure but my role in this I feel or I've kind of placed myself into the position of ensuring that like my nephews and my nieces and my little brother are all kind of like mentally able and like willing to talk to me about how they're feeling what's going on with them and kind of be like an academic slash like college coach for them um because i know you know if that's something i could take off the plates of like my mom and my sisters then that's fine even if they don't really like think that that's what i'm doing you know yeah that's true i think i do see you helping out you your nieces and nephews and your brother um i don't know i think for me my role in my family i think well i know my parents have a safety net like their um citizenship status like doesn't grant them health care so like regardless of how much money i know they probably have for themselves and you know that safety net that they've been able to like have knowing how much health care is like I do feel like I, I just feel a little bit more like on the edge, like if they were to get sick with that Rona. Um, but I think it's been a lot of like emotional investment with them or like that's what my role um, should be or has been, I feel like, because now that I, you know, I'm working from home, my parents like expect or like want me home, you know, and they just want me there and like for me i feel like that's my role and that's where what I, like what i've always been like mm-hmm. emotionally supportive like for them and like for my siblings and like just fun 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 so now that i don't have like to actually physically go to work they're like they want my emotional time and they want my you know just like my aura yeah um, <laughs> but i feel like that's been my role and maybe that's what I've made myself out to be too. So, it's yeah, it's hard to say because just because like you're saying that like you know like you're supposed to be fun, 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 but it's hard. It's hard to be just like fun, fun, fun mm-hmm. for your families. And even that for mm-hmm. me, like that's what I'm also half the time when I'm you know communicating with my like nephews and nieces or any of them, I'm mm-hmm. like playing a game with them or I'm trying to like cheer them up. But I think I should also it's important to acknowledge that like fun and happiness like aren't constant feelings aren't consistent feelings you know 
our moods fluctuate all the time. <sighs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like not for me. <laughs> yeah, my right. cancer ass. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's understandable that like we'd feel stress. It's understandable that we'd feel scared, and I think I should do a better job at reaching out to them and making an open space for them to be able to what's the word not regurgitate but like express those feelings and process those and teach them how to actually process those in a healthy manner because bottling in the stress and bottling in the fear and the you know anxiety is one of my worst attributes and i wouldn't want them to like carry that on as well yeah um i also want to like kind of go back to the whole like how i think me and arnie first of all like as much as we would if if they needed something we would want to help out financially we can't you know yeah. like we we i'm not gonna like shit you I'm like yeah i'm like i can help to the best of my abilities but like we're first generation like yeah. we literally need to build up this wealth like there's no way me and arnie or like maybe yeah by like some miracle you know whatever like we become famous and like money just comes in like roll, you know like but like I don't know, like realistically, we're not there. Yeah. And our careers are not there for that. And like maybe some of those like things that maybe our spending habits are a reason we're not there. But like regardless, we wouldn't be there to like be able to support our entire family back home. It's not necessarily like, oh, we're out. We're like on our own. It's like it, it's just not attainable for us. It's not in the num- well, for one, it's not in the numbers. And two, it's just like even the money that we would like the amount of expenses that they need that need to be covered would not be covered by whatever money that we pitch in. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, even if we wanted to, we cannot carry like the full length or like of those like expenses and that burden. Yeah. And like there's, you know, a lot like we could go into a whole conversation about that, but like. It's just one of those realities we wanted to touch base on this podcast and like why we're doing it and like our experiences as first gen, um, you know, first in our family, like this event really shows us like we're not there, you know, and yeah. like we can get there like or we 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 want to get there. We're already taking a first step and getting there, but it's it's not like, oh, I'm like. I have a career I can all of a sudden, you know, like, yeah. I mean, depends what you major in, I guess, and what you work in, yeah. you know, kudos to you. But yeah, I think talking about finances and like, well, I guess not finances, I guess. Um, Sorry, I just wanted to circle back on that as well, on the whole tying it back to like how we are first generation and all that. Um, and I, yeah, I just, not that I want to get the last word or anything. Um, but, <laughs> but I did yeah I t- completely agree and I wanted to reemphasize that that it's like we, we both have degrees and we're like tuning our horn here and we're like trying to broadcast our voices and do these things but like the message we're trying to send is that even like the small amount of like power and like wealth and progress that we've made is nothing compared to what we need to actually sustain an attack like this you know yeah but it's also not nothing you know like it's really hard to fall in this like oh we're not it's like 
because it's not nothing like you know like it's a big deal it is like it's a big deal in terms of like where other people are yeah but it's also like you know you just don't want to like be like like oh like you know we're not leaving that but that good but it's like we we do still acknowledge or i like you know i'm pretty sure we, i can speak for both of us like we do acknowledge that it, where we stand has privileges yeah. you know like that doesn't like of course like we have privileges and for us to be able to work from home to have a salary to still have benefits or to be documented you know like all of these things are privileges mm-hmm. but it's also like it's, it's still not enough from what we know we can get to or from what other people have, have access to access to you know and that's the issue that's the bigger issue for us good clarification yeah okay. what do you want to say i feel like you want to say something else no that was it i think that's yeah just like to end it on that point like yeah we're very we are privileged but having made the progress that we've made kind of like it's kind of like a double-edged sword or it's like a cat 22 it's like mm-hmm you kind of like see just how big of a mess you're actually in and that's like i wouldn't say like the curse yeah it's like kind of the kind of a curse of like having gone and having like gained this capital is you understand how little you actually know and like how much work it's going to take to not only get yourself and your like kids and all that stuff but to then make the roots or make paths for like everyone else Mm -hmm. coming after you you know it's like it's gonna take like years and like the big thing that i always say is that like the fruits of our labors and are not going to be seen in our lifetime the fruits of like us or like the benefits of us being two college graduates and building some sort of like wealth or doing whatever whatever we choose to do like the benefits of that are not really going to be seen or the benefits of that to kind of create more paths or like get more people there are not really going to be seen in our lifetime if that makes sense yeah and even like if i like you know it's not even going to be wealth like to be honest it's going to be just capital like yeah you know like like that's what it is like it's just more capital that we're going to have more social capital like um but yeah i think that's all right, that was kind of a tangent as to like we feel obligated or not obligated to help our families, but the conversation kind of steers in that way naturally because yeah, well, you know we feel we feel somewhat of an obligation to help out with our families, but we also understand that like we're as you know good of a position as we are in, we're not in a position to mm-hmm. you know really like carry the full burden. Yeah, it all is like intertwined. Yeah oppression and like institutions kind of work like that yeah unfortunately that's gonna be it for today's episode um thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next time um fuck what did i sign off okay everyone that's gonna be it for today we'll catch you guys next time on rich angeles california we hope you're always echandole ganas Whoop whoop. Darona. Oh, you wanted to do it?